Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Monday Night Live, a special edition today following uh, meeting with Patricia Fripp for two days. Uh, you saw us on Monday Night Live last week, and then we had uh, lunch, dinner with uh, John Baker, and uh, I dropped her off at uh, Heathrow after a uh, Guildford Mastermind group on the Wednesday morning, which were, blew, blew the Guildfordians away. So uh, today I'm going to go through some of the points very quickly that I picked up from uh, the last week. You know, I'm a serial learner. I just love picking information up. So I put them on a slide, so I made it easier. So top masterclass to review, to reflect and reboot. Somebody told me that it, uh, sometimes we repeated ourselves on Friday. And of course, uh, I didn't like to tell them that sometimes we need things repeated to us 21 times before we actually implement them, which is the uh, real issue. So I'm just letting uh, Michael back in. And uh, can you see my screen all right, everybody? Brilliant. I'll take that as a yes. So of course, we always have our usually usual fun uh, on, um, on the top masterclass. We had a no moaning zone and there was a bell for anyone to ring if someone complained, moaned, whinged or anything. And of course, uh, the speakers got that, but me in particular. Uh, the one thing I learned from Patricia Fripp watching her on Wednesday morning at the Hideaway Cafe was the way she centers herself and pauses before she starts speaking. In fact, I thought that um, I thought she wasn't going to say anything. It was such a long pause when she centered herself. But um, it's something I, I rarely do. Actually, I go for it and I can see the benefit of it. So that's a first reminder for me and of course when you're negotiating or thinking about saying something you might regret that's the time to pause and take a time out so Patricia helped me rewrite some of my starters which was great and uh, this is a typical Patricia start welcome to an action-packed content-rich day of tips techniques and tactics to help you achieve better results much better than thank you for inviting me I don't know what I'm going to talk about or whatever. We see people who've got death by PowerPoint who don't uh, do a very good day. Instead of saying an agenda, here's the agenda. Patricia says what you can look forward today is. Isn't that a positive compared with um, what we might say? And here's the agenda. So uh, being different, talking differently. And of course, she coaches a lot of people in those issues. And of course, asking for questions before the close gives you the opportunity to make sure you close with an action action point or the power of three rather than saying questions. And there's always a big danger that somebody asks a bit of a daft question. You, aim, you end on a low rather than a high, which defeats, uh, defeats the objectives. And then at the end, she said, and I watched, heard her say, and I thought, I don't say that. I encourage you to go to my website where you will, where you will, I can't even read my own writing. Where will you find for you um, my blog articles, sign up for my newsletter, et cetera, et cetera. So they're, they're pretty much focused for me and for speakers. But of course, um, very useful if you just reframe it, if you're pitching to a client or you're speaking at uh, uh an event or just speaking locally which i know a lot of you do for uh for no fee but just to get to know people 
Gabby did a fantastic uh, hypnosis induction. I'm not sure most of the people in the room that hadn't studied hypnosis knew what she was doing, but it was brilliant. Everyone had their eyes shut. And even my, me, I was watching people. Um, if you want a copy of it, what I did was I um, put it, uh, I took it off Zoom and I put it into Otter. If you haven't used the Otter app, it's fantastic. I just put it into Otter, let my phone pick it up, and then the phone prints me out a copy of the words. There was about, and there may be, about seven words wrong. And considering Zoom and Otter hadn't heard Gabby speak before, they weren't programmed for that. And it's really, really, really good and powerful. And, it, and it's so quick. And of course, uh, you know, just, just, I don't know if you can see my mouse, but I'm assuming you can. You've invested in today because you care about your learning and your growth. Thank yourself for that and continue to learn and develop and to take on board new issues. That's known as uh, an Ericsson, from America, Milton Erickson induction. She did it with no notes and I'm sending her what she said. Now, I took this from Amy Rowlinson. Amy Rowlinson put this on LinkedIn on Saturday, together with a terrific video she made. She said it's very easy to make. You uh, take the video clips and you put them into Instagram and it does it automatically. But uh, Justin talked about nothing moves without investment. Do the right thing over making profits. Uh, have a conscience and consider it a privilege to look after people's money. And it's all about confidence. Damien, who is going to try and join us in a minute, talked about, uh, write about what you know, leadership has followships, follow, follow ships. Uh, and uh, I talked about uh, never end your talk with a question. We talked about that and already negotiate with yourself first, decide what you want and then uh, take action. The magic is how you ask. Graham said, sales targets stop people for performing at their best. People perform better without them uh, than with sales targets. Sales targets create fear. And we talked all day about the power of three. One or two people said, yeah, you've said the power of three before. I will say the power of three so many times till I hear people normally do it because people don't, uh, don't uh, use it. Tim is with us. Tim talked about, uh, it's not what you say to yourself that makes a difference, it's what you repeat, that self-talk, you never know where you will find wisdom. In fact, you find wisdom in the most unusual places. And uh, and then talking about be proactive, take responsibility of what you can control. But of course, so Tim, having studied, having helped, Stephen Covey uh, has that fantastic wealth of knowledge. Gabby talks about all emotions have a positive intention, fear and excitement induce the same physiological responses using framing, matching, mirroring and modelling to build rapport, yet staying authentic. Just uh, moving on, these are the three things, five things I touched on during the MC role I was doing for just a minute on each one, speed reading, mind mapping, using the left and right brain, dipping yourself into alpha state for ideas, all, all tools that I use constantly herbert castello i was hoping damien would be on was the man that passed away a couple of weeks ago there was an article in the mail on sunday yesterday if you want it i'll whatsapp it to you 
I met his daughter Avril at the launch of uh, Damien's book, uh, SAS, uh, Great Escapes 2. Uh, I'm still reading it. This man pretended, he worked in a butcher's shop, pretended he was dumb. The Nazis came in every day and they thought he was dumb at the same time he was um, he was a, working for the Brits uh, under cover and he passed away. And uh, the main man who was known as Paddy Main in Damien's books, who was one of the top SS, SAS commanders, um, Damien, somebody got a picture of him, hung it above Herbert's bed as he was... Uh, passing away uh, for a few weeks. And um, he said, I've still got my general looking over me, my commander looking over me. And uh, I think the last slide I've got, although I haven't got them in front of me, is again, emphasizing the power of the power of three. Now there's two more slides to come. Gabby did a fascinating exercise on the strength of the arm. She had uh, Lorraine Ellison come out the front and uh, put her arm out and say, I can, I can, I can, uh, stopping the arm moving down and then uh, saying, I can't, I can't, I can't. And everyone tried the exercise. And when you're saying to yourself, you can't, you lose all the power in your arm. It's very interesting. It's linked to um, applied kinesiology, which I know one or two of you know more, more about than I do, but you can lose the power when you talk weakness to yourself and finally these are the three words i've decided that are the best number one imagine because when people imagine things it's so powerful number two just be curious about people and what people do and Fripp told me congratulations with you missing deliberately just to see if you pick that up off my powerpoint uh, congratulations i've started saying that over the last two years to people when they've done something well and just look at their face and we don't training isn't a cost speaking isn't a cost what we do is an investment in people's development okay i'm going to stop my slideshow there and i'm going to hand over to my power godfrey lancashire who needs to unmute himself who took patricia fripp uh, on a fantastic museum tour in Dorchester and dressed up, dressed up as, a, as a judge at one stage and uh, he was so scary I think I backed off. Godfrey welcome. Thank you Derek, hello everybody. Um, yeah I had the great pleasure of meeting uh, Patricia face to face. Some of you may have already had that treat um, but I had only up to that point uh, met her on Zoom and by messaging so it was a great pleasure to meet and what a bundle of energy Patricia is. Um, what uh, impressed me throughout our little time together, if Derek will allow me to share this, is um, she was both interesting and I would say more importantly, interested in people she was with and everything that was going on around her. So she must have been tired for the um, the helter-skelter tour of the UK she'd been on, but uh, when she was with us, she still was very interested in everything and asked really good questions. And I think it came naturally to her. Uh, but one of the questions 
that impressed me when we were having a quiet time over a coffee was the question, what was the period in your life when you were happiest? And then of course the follow up and why was that? And that just made me think, not only just then because I was able to say spontaneously, well, uh, Patricia, I'm a natural born optimist. Sometimes it doesn't always work, but I've always been pretty happy since I was a child right through my uh, growing up and adulthood. Um, but when I got home, I, I reflected on that and it reminded me of a second thing, which was something that I came across, one of the very early behavioral scientists in the 70s, probably, uh, was a chap called Atkinson. And I don't know if anybody's come across this chap, Atkinson, but he had three tanks of energy. He, he had a diagram, and if you can think of a water tank, he had three connected tanks. One was physical energy, one was for mental energy, and one was for emotional energy. And of course, the levels could be different for each individual person. But what he argued, which I've believed from that point onwards, is that for you to be happy and probably a better phrase would be at peace with yourself, is when for you, your physical energy, your mental energy and your emotional energy are all in balance and your reservoir of those three tanks are all level for you. And of course, some people will need uh, to expend a bit more physical energy. Some people will want to read books and be a bit more academic. And some people will find, I don't know, your relationships are a bit tricky, but if you can get your uh, relationships in balance, then your emotional tank is at peace. But I just came across that. I thought I'd share it with you. But it was um, really as a result of Patricia asking that really good question at what point in your life were you happiest and why and it just showed me that it wasn't all about her um, it was about other people and she took a real interest in everything that was going on around her um Derek, do you want me to go on or shall i just stop there but that was stop the... there but i might come back to you godfrey so pay attention uh you never know <laughs> what will happen okay okay that's great thank you um, the quality of the questions you ask determines the quality of the answers you get. We all know that. We've talked about that many times on Monday Night Live. However, when you're networking or you're meeting people for the first time, it's very interesting what questions you do ask. And I have been watching Patricia. We talked about modeling. Everyone talks about modeling, don't they? Finding someone that's really good at something and copying what they do. And that's why I picked Patricia up at... Uh, Heathrow every time she comes across and I get some fantastic tips. Now on, um, Godfrey, you said she was tired. Well, you should have seen how tired she was when on um, when I dropped her off on Tuesday night and then when I dropped her off at Heathrow on Wednesday. But um, I dropped her off at the Angel Hotel in Guildford, which wasn't the best choice, I must admit. She uh, did have a grumble about the uh, uncomfortable bed when I picked her up at quarter past seven outside and took her to my breakfast uh, business club mastermind group and um, she was really on good form she just uh, put the new put the energy on switched it on and, and away she went but you've reminded me Godfrey that um, so she always 
schmoozes the audience, whoever's coming on from the word go. She's prepared and off she goes, which is something I've learned and something I do. And she went up to Alan McCulloch, who comes on the show, and David Skinner, and she asked them both if there was one question you'd like to me ask me, what would it be? Now, um, Alan answered that question, but David is very good at asking questions, was a bit flummoxed by that, which I found very interesting. I was watching Patricia operating and I was watching their body language. So, um, but of course she was making notes of them and then she linked them into her talk and linked in the people that she'd met into the talk, which of course most people don't do and can't do. And if you don't do your research, and you're not there early enough to uh, ask that, then it uh, won't work. So, yeah. And then, of course, I uh, left her to uh, go around Guildford and uh, go to the castle and picked her up and dropped her off at Heathrow. She was really tired in the car going to Heathrow. So I took her bag up to the room and then she was having dinner with Janice Gordon from the Speaking Association afterwards. So she had a really good trip, but we really did give her a full on, a full on. And I took a lot of things away now i was going to go over to uh nigel if you're there nigel what did you pick up from friday and you've only got two minutes to tell us right i'll be quick then with the power of three the psychology of what you put on the left to the reader is history what you put on the right hand side is the future therefore you put the choice you want them to select in the middle because that is the present and that is what the brain focuses on. So, again, if you're doing a presentation, you're doing a talk, always put the preferred choice in the middle. Um, again, going back to the transformational leadership and command, I thought that was a really inspiring uh, talk. I felt very moved by the portrait. I could see the emotion uh, in the room. And I thought to myself, what employee would hang their portrait of their chief executive and have the same effect? Um, I also reflected coming home how we were mentoring Heather Baker's sons on our table and the combined wisdom of the Monday Night Live and what a fantastic opportunity for young people to potentially attend to, to receive a, mem uh, a mentorship that transcends an MBA from an educational perspective. But just think about all of the business practices, the wisdoms that we can all help future um, people launch their careers or get the next successful uh, job. And uh, also, I too, like you, Derek, go into a flow and I need to learn to pause. And also about the importance of reading body language when in presentations or in meetings. And again, the Amy Cuddy pre-prep about saying you can, you will. And that power of the physiology that was working for putting your weak left hand, if you're left or right handed mm. and saying, I can't, I can't. And how weak it was. Yeah, as soon as the brain switched gear, it was almost the kryptonite was fully in flow and your arm was as stiff as anything. 
And again, going back to Damien Lewis, you can see how the SAS just think it doesn't matter what's in front of me. I'll either smash through it, go over it, go under it, go around it. So any problem, it's about how you trust your colleagues. You say to them, this is the scenario and let them come up with options, because more often than not, that combined wisdom will give and surface new opportunity that as a manager, you don't see. But as a leader, take inspiration. It is a two way tank. It's about reflecting positivity to your staff, but also to encourage people to grow, to nurture. And I think it's a fantastic opportunity for people to be in such a collective of bright minded people. One colleague mentioned about she wasn't particularly good at um, brainstorming. So, again, uh, an opportunity to take two random ideas and then look for the connections. So, again, the brain started to kind of engage. And it was quite interesting how that individual started out feeling unsure, unclear, and positive. Yet with that little pearl of wisdom, suddenly you could see it was almost like a balloon being pumped up with enthusiasm and opportunity. So all round, fantastic opportunity. And again, the power of three. Thanks, Nigel. That's great. And did you do the exercise? Because I've seen Gabby do that before a long time ago. It's a fantastic. Not the left hand. No. Did you? You, you didn't do the uh, exercise. She asked. Her, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we did it in row. I thought you meant beforehand. No, no. no and it worked. Yeah. It worked for you, did it? Yes. Staggering, isn't it? When you do that. I mean, it does come out of the box of applied kinesiology where you lose your energy if you. Uh, if you do things which aren't bad for you or you say. But again, if, if you looked at that as, as a kind of negative, I can't, I can't. So all you see is the problem. But if you I can, I can, I can, you see it as a solution. Absolutely. And just think how powerful that can be in a corporate concept of either a meeting or a consultation with a client or when doing a presentation. <laughs> And think how, how many times we get negativities and how many times we get can'ts. Of course, the answer with can't is you knock the tea off and uh, and get on with it. Uh, I'll come to you in a Tim in a second. I've got senior hand. Heather Baker brought her two sons. She called me uh, a month before and asked if that would be OK. Uh, she had specific objectives to help them, like I did with my son when I took him to uh, North um, uh, to America with me on a couple of occasions. But um uh, they were 16 and 18, her two sons, and she brought them along. Damien Lewis's son was 19, and there were a number of people in their 70s in the room, the oldest being 77. So isn't it fantastic to be a room of ideas where there are people from the age of 16 to 77? And I'd like to talk to you about mentoring their sons uh, as an off, off the record another time. Um, Tim Durkin, you're there. If you're muted, you better unmute yourself. You have uh, some input for us, please. Yes. Uh, uh, referring back to what G Gabriel did or Gabby did um, and what Nigel just referred to and which I bet our friend Ava knows about is the extended arm is all about it's called strength testing. And I actually learned this from Stephen Covey, so it fits into what I was um, talking about. But when you extend your arm, you have some other person try to push down on it while you resist. That was and it. then, of course, Gabby did, I can, I can't. Well, I encourage you to try this, is to extend your arm, have it strength tested, 
and then pick up a package of cigarettes or refined sugar or a cup of refined sugar in the other hand and watch what happens to the strength in this arm. If you want to know if something is good for you or bad for you, you can strength test it using this process. Extended arm, test it, make sure it's strong, then pick up the food or the other item like a, a cigarette, um, a sugar drink or anything like that and watch what happens to the strength in the arm. Then put it down and pick up an orange or an apple or some healthy food, repeat the test and you will see the strength has magically returned. There's other things that I can do with the strength testing that would kind of blow your mind. So I'm not ready. Maybe when I'm over there, um, I'll, I'll be able to show it to you. But it literally is, I can upset the your aura. And uh, well, we don't want that. No, no, no negativity. <laughs> well, I, I can restore it. I can restore it. Okay. Tim, I tell you, the bell got rung on me a few times on Friday, and uh, I wasn't <laughs> conscious of that. And Godfrey and I are delighted to hear you're coming over, so we've closed the sale on that. That's not negotiable. <laughs> so that's... Um, uh, ask Ava if she knows about this, because well, well, Ava also knows about Joe Dispenza yeah, very Ava, much. Ava's coming with you to be the third honorary member of the, um, of the Wise Man Luncheon Club. Okay, that's great. Now, thanks for that, Tim. Now, let's see. Jill, um, Jill English, have you got, uh, what did you pick up from it if you're there, Jill? Lots of the same things that Nigel covered. Okay. So I, I, won't, I won't repeat those. Um, I think it was quite interesting, Graham saying that, um, uh, think like a young person, i.e. think digitally first, but then saying that most, um, uh, all transactions were person to person, not business to business. Hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the, the people contact is is, is important. Um, I loved your session, Derek, on the mistakes that negotiators make. Um, Thank you, Joe. And in particular, um, the power of telling stories mm. and, and how magical and, and how engaging that is. And, and that's the bit that people actually remember. But I had a personal um, uh, achievement there, which was I wanted to ask Will Kintish for his formula, he, he, I remember him saying in the previous session what he what he said when somebody that he doesn't know asks to link with him on LinkedIn. And so bless his heart, he told me what that was and I've made copious notes to say, where's the effect of, um, you know, thank you very much for your very kind invitation to, um, uh, you know, to connect. Remind me, have we met and if not, why you think it's a good thing for us to connect? Because if we don't know each other, it's going to be very difficult to, to help each other at a later stage. And I just think that is skillful. I think you've I think you've almost got it there, Jill. I think that's what he says. I have to say, after I was told off by Pearson, my book publisher, I didn't have enough connections on LinkedIn. I don't uh, I don't do that at all. And then I did see that Will had 12,000 connections compared with my five. So I'm not sure he does it all the time, but uh, he's not on today. So I, I can say that. Um, no, thanks, Jill. What else? Just add a little bit to um, uh, what uh, Tim was just saying about uh, you were saying about the strength test. When I learned about that, um, the, the guy who was telling me about it was describing how he used this on a youngster that he knew who had been being bullied at school. Right. And how using the strength testing 
Um, thinking about something that, uh, thinking about being bullied at school, he was very weak. Think about something he was really good at, he was very strong. But then he said, holding out that arm, imagine you're a fire hydrant. You know what it's like in the American movies where somebody knocks the fire hydrant and the water just gushes out and you can't stop it. He says, imagine that you're a fire hydrant and that water is coming out through your arm. And this little lad, he says, you could virtually pick him up by that arm. It was so strong. Mm. And that had a, a, a very profound effect on, on um, how he behaved at, at school when uh, people were picking on him because he just decided that he was, he, he was going to think that's their problem, not his. Mm, absolutely, Jill. No, thanks for that, Jill. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you um, off the record about a few things that I want to catch up on my thinking for doing the to doing it another time uh, and uh, a few things like that. That will be great. Um, I think we've talked to everybody that was on. I don't know, Carl, if you managed to pick up the Zoom connections from Pasadena. I think I let you in, but I'm not sure what happened after that. We were having a bit of trouble with the audio. Uh, no, no, I was, uh, I was I was able to go in just ju oh, just fine. I was there for I don't know maybe a, a half an hour, 40, 40 minutes before <laughs> four o'clock in the morning. I ha I had to call it quits, but um, uh, I'm looking. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I saw enough that I know that I want to see the recording of the whole thing because uh, uh, the the quality and um uh, the interest in what was going on in there was ex exceptional even at 3 30 in the morning so i'm looking forward to it fantastic carl thanks i can tell you the preparation and the energy i put into it and those of you that have organized things and spoke and organized the speakers was phenomenal which is why i'm just checking whether i'm going to do it again in a rush because it took up a huge amount of time but it was hugely rewarding like these like these issues are. And we've probably raised, raised 10,000 pounds and made some fantastic connections. So Great. I guess I'll be persuaded to do it again uh, at, uh, at some stage. Um, I'm going to finish the recording now, but I hope, I hope you can stay on because um, I've got a few questions. Uh, half an hour is the magic time. I will just mention that we did 17 sessions of 17 minutes, which of course is the uh, TED recommended time for learning, uh, and it worked. Uh, we had to uh, we had to uh, cut a few, remind a few people that their time was up, but each one of the uh, five speakers managed to keep it to that time. And considering they could run a three-day workshop on their own. Uh, 17 minutes to get their best ideas and best tips in was fantastic so thanks to everybody and thanks for joining us tonight and um, this will be on uh, you, my youtube channel and uh, negotiators podcast so please like it and uh, connect with us another time